This morning, I want to talk to you. My title is Have a Gratitude Heart or Be Thankful. And every month we have a theme to work with. And our theme says that, you know, thanks be to God who gives us victory. Hallelujah. And that scripture can be found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 57. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, I want to start by saying, they say there are four magic words that it has to be every day part of your life. It has to be part of your vocabulary. It is important. They say it's a golden rule that in life, if it's always part of you, you will win. And the first one is please. You know, we are in the days that even if you are in the bus, for a long time I sat in the bus, the two. Then even people are passing by. Instead of just being courteous and say, please, can I pass? They push you because they also, they have bought a ticket. But it's very courteous and it's very nice to say, please, please, can I have a word with you? Even if you are uh, my boss, it's good that you say, please. And the next one is say, thanks. You have to know and let it be a habit, habitual thanksgiving. People do little things, but it's the little, little foxes that destroys the vine. So even when somebody, an usher says, sit here, please, thank you. It does not take anything from you. It will go far if we learn these little, little words. They are very powerful. Thank you. Somebody gives you uh, a cold water or a bottle of water. Just stretch your hand and say, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You see, a thankful people are people who will go far. When you are thankful, your life becomes full. I know I'm very familiar with men because I've married to one. And I work also with men. And I realize that, to be honest, this is an experience. Have you seen a man with full tank car? No. They will wait till the red is showing. Then maybe you have you interview to go somewhere. And they will ask you, can I buy a petrol or fuel? I don't understand why men do that. I don't wait for my fuel to go to zero before I go and buy. I'm so conscious that even in the halfway, they say it's even good for the car, the engine. But men will not do that. And not just that. They also will realize that then they ask you, do you have money with you? Because I'm not carrying any money. You can disagree with me, but this is my experience. They never carry money, cash. Then you have to ask them, what about your card? Then they go like this, I have left my card also at home. And knowing that women, we are not comfortable to be stuck in the middle of the road. No matter what, you will give them the money. And you see, 
you have to, like for instance, maybe tomorrow is Monday. You know you go to work from Monday to Friday. Why do you have to wait when you know that there is no fuel in your car? You have to prepare. Prepare, put petrol full tank so it will take the, um, uh, the anxiety and stress from you. We stress for nothing because we don't plan and we don't prepare. And a, a thankful heart is a full life. When you are thankful to God, your life becomes so sweet. Have you seen any thankful f- a person front their face? You can't say to somebody, oh, I'm so thankful, then your face is gone. No. You see, thankful people are so smart. They are so lovely to see their faces. People who complain when they are coming, they, they, they themselves, they have forgotten their face. It's true. People who are complainers, when you see them, it's like something has lost. They are always looking for something. But a thankful people, a grateful people, people who are full of gratitude, they will always find something to thank God about and for. Put your hands together. The next magic word is excuse. At times you're talking, you know, I'm talking to Pastor Simon Jr. coming in. Mom, mom, I say, please say, excuse me. These are things that we take for granted. And to be honest, even people who are not Christians do these things. It's habit that they do. And Christians, we don't, we don't do it very often. But this morning, I want to encourage you that when you have to say, excuse, excuse me, please, or can I have, you don't just go zoom, zoom and do things. Do you know that when it comes to time, God didn't give the prime minister 24 hours and gave you 48 hours. We all have equal 24 hours a day. And I learned and I said, wow. So we don't care. And the Lord said that, do you know it's part of your Christian life? Because whatever you do in life, you are showing, you are expressing who God is. Because nobody knows God. They know God through your actions. Recently, I, you know, I do counseling Wednesdays, and at times I will do counseling, and I will go over, go 7.30, and at times quarter to 8, and I will come here. So one day the Lord asked me a question about three weeks ago. He said, when you are going to the gym, do you go late? I said, no. When you are going to see your GP, do you go late? I said, no. What about the bank appointment? I said, no. He said, because you treasure those things. So you make an effort to go at the right time. He said, why, when it comes to coming to my presence and knowing that prayer is part of your life, and you use the time to counsel people because it's okay, do you think I am happy? I say, Lord, forgive me. I will correct that. The reason why times we do so many mistakes is that we don't understand. You understand? Because if tomorrow you have to report 8 o'clock at work, you will go 8 o'clock because of the money you will get. But yet you stand here this morning to profess to God that I love you and I give you thanks. 
But where is the honor for God? Where you know that church is supposed to start 10 o'clock. That's the time you are coming with your high hills. And you go and you greet everybody. You don't understand. We don't understand. There is time for everything. Especially when you are growing in the Lord. There are certain attitudes. They are for babes in the Lord. There are certain attitudes. You know, it's children. But we that we are adults, we have to represent God in everything. I don't know where I'm going there. Because my topic is Thanksgiving. But you see, God sees more than I see. And I believe God is correcting somebody here. Somebody say amen. amen. And the last one, he says, being able to say, I'm sorry. Some people, it's very difficult for them to say, I'm sorry, where they know that they are wrong. But they will never say, I am sorry. And all of us, we are learning. And not, you don't say sorry to just people who are above you, but what people also who are below you. At times, you have to say sorry to your children. You want them to say sorry to you, but you say sorry to them. You have to say sorry. It will not eat anything, but rather it will calm situations. When you say gratitude, one of the definitions is that the quality of being thankful, readiness for appreciation. You are always ready to appreciate things that God has done for you. And not just only God, but also people around you. You have to be quick to say thank you for this family. At times, all that we see about our children is the naughtiness. Junior is away for about a week now with the dad. Then yesterday, uh, this morning, Fossil was telling me, look at how quiet the house is. And it's true. I wouldn't have appreciated the noise of my son. But even though he, at times, Junior, we are going, oh, I'm getting ready, go to the toilet, be there with the iPad, and he said, what are you doing? I'm still pooing. That is energy in the house. But because Junior is not there, you can feel the dullness of the house. So at times we see only the naughtiness of our children, but we don't magnify the joy God has brought. There are certain things nobody can tell you, but your son or your daughter will look at you and say, you know you are wrong. He will look at you and say, stop shouting. That do have to shout. And it's true. You're always shouting. Do have to shout. Maybe your pastor cannot say that. Your husband cannot say that. But your son will look at you and say, stop shouting. It's true. So you have to thank God for them. You have to thank God for your bosses at work. You know, one thing I've realized that about 75% of Christians always complaining about their managers and bosses. But they are there to do their work. Every one of us, we don't want to be controlled. But when you learn to work under 
authority and submission. It's good for you. It's for your protection. And when you begin to see the goodness of your boss, you minimize all the uh, mistakes. You see, a thankful people, they don't magnify situations. They diminish situations, but they magnify God. Hallelujah. You have to be thankful for Dominion Center. I preach in churches, and at times you have to wait for another ministry to pack all their uh, instruments, and they are running because about five different churches are using the same auditorium. But this is you here. You are sitting on a nice chair, space, everything, acoustics, everything. It's all right. When you come to church, just thank God. The reason is that what you keep seeing, you stop seeing. When you keep seeing your wife, you stop seeing the beauty and the quality and the reason why she is your wife. When you stop seeing your pastor as a pastor, you treat and maltreat them. Why? Because you have stopped seeing. You see, familiarity can kill you. I'm saying this and I'm saying it to myself. When you stop seeing the quality of your members or your congregation, you become unthankful to God. Bible says in Romans chapter 1, from I think uh, 21, Paul says something. He said, the new God but they were not thankful to him. Knowing God is one thing, but being thankful is another thing. Are you thankful this morning that you are awake? Maybe some of you, you think that is your alarm that woke you and brought you here. But there are some people, they set the alarm, but they didn't wake up. So it's not the alarm. Some people die in their sleep. The alarm was there. So there is something that goes beyond the alarm. It is God. And that's why the Bible says that let everything that has breath praise the Lord. David said that, you know, Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. It could be a dry time, a dry season, things are not going on. And that is what one thing nobody can take from me. No matter where I go, ask Sister Teresa who travels with me. If I know the place or I don't know the place, as soon as they started singing, I will be the first person to go to the pulpit. Because I have a calculated thanksgiving in my heart. So when I'm coming, I'm coming to tango though, I won't wait for somebody to push me or the music because I know I have revelation what the Lord has done for me. And at times, even if my mind is wandering, going around, I have to do a record, calculate some things. Ah, five years this time, 18 years by this time, there are certain things I didn't experience, and now I am experiencing. I started thanking God. You have to thank God. I will bless the Lord at all times. In fact, you know, um, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says that be no worry for anything, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, 
He didn't say some things. Everything by prayer, by supplication, with thanksgiving, your request will be known unto God. A thankful person, you know, gets access to God. He said your request, when you are going to take your prescription, you know, you go with a prescription card and they exchange it and give you the medicine. And the Lord says that when you are bringing your needs, it has to come with thanksgiving so that I will know your request. Thankfulness is important. We thank God. We thank people around us. There is nothing wrong to wake up in the morning and say to your friend or whoever you are in the house to say, I want to thank you that you are there. I was talking to a woman, and the woman told me, "Say, I'm lonely. I'm just here. I don't talk to anybody. Then I realized that at times even the argument is good. <laughs> yeah. Because we think argument is, at least argument you are talking. Somebody also is talking. You are shouting. Somebody is shouting. Why not? So it is good. You see, Thanksgiving should be a vital cornerstone of your Christian life. When you are building a house, the most important part first is the foundation. And when the foundation is strong, everything you build on will be solid. And if you are a thankful person, your life becomes so strong. Because why? Thankfulness attracts God into every situation. Not only your life, but also it has to become a life routine. It's something you do every day. I don't enjoy doing exercise, you know. But, you know, my house, the thing that I enjoy, I don't enjoy. But I know the benefit of exercise. So even when I'm tired, I'm going. I don't dwell on the pain. I dwell on the benefit. And I tell them, that's what you have to do. Do you understand? Maybe you are thanking God. Ah, I'm looking for something. It hasn't been here. Ah, why do I have to thank God? Thank God there are eternal things that God has done that you have to give him praise. Psalm 100 verse 4, he said, be thankful. He said, come into his, uh, uh, his gates with thanksgiving and his court with praise. And be thankful to him for because he is good and his mercy endureth forever and his truth to all generations. So even if you don't have anything to thank God, thank God for his goodness. God has been so good. Thank God for his mercy. Mercy means that God has the right to punish you. But God says that you have forgiven because of my mercy. Mercy is enduring forever. New, every morning, new mercy we see. Great is your faithfulness. So if you think that oh, God has not given you the cash, begin to think about eternal values in life. The goodness of God, the truth of God, and, you know, loving kindness of God. You have to think about these ones. And I want to, you know, when we're talking about thanksgiving, thanksgiving praise and worship, they are intertwined. Uh, this morning I was thinking, I say it's like a, a conjoined twins. You understand? We hear, heard the choir, and Anthea was leading, the back, uh, people were backing, the instruments were going. 
But you know people who know and they have, you know, sense of steam. The moment the, the choir, something is not going well, straight away I will speak to Minister Charles because he sits very close to me. I say, I think there's something not right going well. Then he will tell me, oh, maybe the drums is not here or maybe, you know, um, this person is not here. You understand? It's a harmony thing, harmonious. And for you to be a good praiser and worship, you have to start from thanksgiving. Because when you begin to thank God, you thank God for what he has done and what he's going to do. But you praise God for who he is. Hallelujah. And you worship God of his holiness. Do you know you can thank God, but you can thank people? Do you know you can praise God and you can praise people? But when it comes to worship, you cannot give it to anybody, but only God and him himself. So the Bible says that enter into his gate. That is access. Your thanksgiving gives you access into God's gate. Everybody came through the gate, isn't it? If you stand behind the gate, will you see what is going on here? So your thanksgiving gives you the access. Then when you enter, praise, you see what is going on. You see everybody, we are clapping, we are dancing. That is praise. We are praising God for who he is, he is his attributes, his character, his nature. He's this, he's wonderful. That's good. Then that will prepare you to come into a place of worship. And worship... You have to be consumed. You have to be intoxicated of worship. Have you seen only a madman will have sexual intercourse with the wife or girlfriend outside? Worship is a place where you are into God and God is into you. You don't care. You know, this morning I was thinking about it and the Lord said that, you know, tell my people, Thanksgiving also is a, 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 a expressive have you seen somebody, you come, you say, oh, okay, you have come to God, you are so thankful, you have the gratitude in your heart, and they are singing like this morning, and he has won victory and everything, and you are standing here and you say, I'm meditating my thanksgiving. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. And I have to give credit to our women. Put your hands together for the women! Before a man will start dancing, I will give credit to Mr. Chas. And Minister Wale. And Wednesday, 50% credit to Minister Femi. Because he goes through here. Then he go now. Then he go a little bit like this. Then he stands. You understand? But the women, the moment we hear, just the drums. And we know you are talking about our God. And we know we are you are talking about our lover, our helper, our mediator, our shield, our rock, our buckler, our defense. Hey! Somebody say, hey! When a man loves a woman, God, remember the first time you met your husband. 
Oh, remember when, so, young people, when you fall in love, you don't see anything. When my husband met me first, he said, oh, you know, I can't wait to see your dimples. I don't have dimples. <laughs> because you see, love is blind. When you love something, they say beauty is what? Yeah, it's only the person who is beholding the woman. So you see, when you love God, when somebody is standing there and complaining and they don't know what to do, you, you have been captured by God's presence, his love. He is beyond description. Who can phantom? His indefinite wisdom. So the moment you are there, all this revelation is coming. Then you came in. There are so many things. But when you started worshiping and praising him, all of a sudden, a lady is lifted up. The, 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 the veil has been shifted. You come in contact with the almighty God. On organic, there is heaven and earth affairs. It's going on. Heaven is coming down. And earth is going up. Like Jacob saw, he said, I stood and I saw angels descending and ascending. That is worship. Until both of you, you blend together. And that is why when you stand before God with true worship, when you go out, people don't recognize you. Moses stood before God 40 days and he came back and the people were afraid. Because whatever you worship blends and changes you. <laughs> Become a person of thanksgiving. And move on. The next level is praise. Then you move on again to worship. We are serving a God who is so beautiful. Beyond description. You cannot describe him. When you have started saying that you are the Alpha and Omega, then beginning and end will come. First and last. Then you go on and go on and go. And you are drunk. Thanksgiving praise should be an expressive thing. When you see drunkards, have you seen somebody who is drunk? They won't even open their mouth. When we went to uh, Peggy's uh, dad's funeral, as soon as, uh, you know, the car, we stopped the car, the guy, the guy was wobbling, and he came, you know, you're okay, whatever you are wearing is okay, just go in. <laughs> so I thought, who is he talking to? Then he said, I said, I'm talking to you, you go inside there. Whatever you are wearing, it doesn't matter. Just go and sit down. I didn't understand. I thought he was talking to somebody. Then he said, you, 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 I'm talking to you. Just go and find a chair and sit down. And I thought, is it crazy? But later, I realized that, obviously, the alcohol is talking. You understand? When you are drunk with thanksgiving and praise and God, wherever you go, you are so expressive. People will know. You understand? The guy was drunk, he doesn't care. And that is why you can arrest somebody who is drunk and they are still insulting you, the police. They will come on. Their hands are in handcuffs, but they still insult you. Why? Because there is something that is higher above them that has taken control. And I want to tell you, become so drunk with thanksgiving. Become so drunk in praise. 
become so drunk in worship to the point that even you don't know what to say. You know, when somebody is full of something, out of the abundance of their heart, mouth will speak. You can't tell me that you love God. You can't tell me that you are so grateful to God. Gratitude. When it's full here, it cannot stay. Overflow, it will come up. <laughs> Yesterday, I was reading the news and, uh, on my iPad, and they were talking about United Airlines. And they said um, 64 years and 48 years, pilots have been arrested and they are in custody. I said, what? Because when they tested them, they were drunk. I sat there and I said, Lord, if I was to go with this plane, I'll pack my things. Hallelujah, eh, hallelujah, he has given me hope. And even when by the grace of God I am late and the plane has gone, I will begin to cast and bind demons. Do you understand? Look at the people. A pilot who is going to drive, uh, you know, drive the uh, plane or whatever. It was drunk. And maybe 300 people will give their life, put their life in somebody like this. These are the little, little things you have to thank God. At times you are driving, you know, you are very careful. Me on the road, I'm very careful. Especially the van drivers. I see them, I say, what is going on here? They can go from one lane to the... And I say, what is this? It won't be your fault. But the same way you are fooled with God, the same way some people are fooled with the uh, demons and devils, so you are meeting all these people, it's true. And it is God, it is not your car, it is not because you are driving a new car, it is not because, you heard America, how many people have been killed? They, were, they went to the, the mall, they didn't know, they will meet a, you know, a gunman, 20 years, killed how many people? Chances happen to all of us. So at times even God has not done anything. Just sit down and think about the goodness of God. Thanksgiving will give you access to God. I say it should be, you know, life routine. It should be daily routine. And it also should be a part of your vocabulary every time. Thank you, Lord. A, a pastor friend was telling me something. He said he went to visit a, a church. And he said when after the service, you know, they went out to have a meal. And he said, Pastor Betty, I was so shocked. Every five minutes, the man was thanking God. He said, what is it? Oh, thank God we are here. Thank God the food is nice. Thank God that we are going home. At least we have rest. And he thought, ah, this Thanksgiving is, why is it can't thank God like this? Then later he realized that, oh, yeah, the man is so grateful and appreciative to God. And it has to be part of our vocabulary. You understand? Not that you are throwing it away, but when it becomes part and parcel of you, you don't even realize. You know there are certain things you're doing, you don't realize, because it has become a fabric of your life. If you don't do it, there's something wrong. If I wake up in the morning the whole day, and I haven't prayed, I begin to fidget in. Something is wrong with me. Not because I'm special, but it has become a habitual thing I do every day. 
a routine thing. So the moment I'll go and everything, you can see later thing, I'm angry. Then I know that I didn't start the day well. And to start your day well, it has to be a place of thanksgiving. You woke up in the morning before anything. Just say, thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Thank you for the grace and the wisdom. Simple. If you go through Bible, it's not, you know, lengthy prayers, they have their place. But the simplicity with the heart that is open, a heart that is embedded with the word of God and revelation, saying thank you, Lord, because he knows you. He created languages. Even when he said thank you, he knows that inside your heart there are more to say. But because you're busy saying thank you, that's what God is looking for. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Why do we thank God? I want to. Why do we thank God? Psalm 92. Psalm 92. Verse 1 and 2. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Somebody say, it's good. So the opposite will be what? So if you don't give thanks to God, then you become bad. You are bad. Yeah. He said it's good to give thanks to God and to sing praises to his name, Almost High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness in the night. Morning, mercy is speaking louder to you. In the evening, you realize that is the faithful God. What a faithful God we say, faithful in every way. So morning, mercy, we know we talk about goodness and mercy shall follow you. It has become a slogan, but there is power in those things. It means, you know, like a, a, a prominent person is coming and you see security around them. You also, your security is goodness and mercy. When you're going, there is goodness here, there is mercy here. They are your security. So when you're saying it, say it conviction, with conviction. Mercy is here with me. Goodness of God is here with me. We are going together. So wherever you go, you expect the goodness of God and mercies of God to locate you. Somebody shout hallelujah. We do it because it is good to praise God. We do it in diverse ways. You know, at times we do it, clap your hands, oh, you people, shout to God, we shout, we praise God. We are not shouting with empty, you know, uh, sound, but we are shouting because we know that God, we are celebrating God. Bible says, you know, my, one of my favorite scriptures, always I quote is Psalm 47, verse 5, he said, God has gone up with a shout. God himself, he loves shout. When they are around uh, Jericho, he said, keep quiet, but the seventh day is a victorious day. Shout! Hallelujah. So we do that because, you know, God is good. We go back to our scripture of the month. You know, he says that be thankful to God. We give thanks to God because what? he has given us victory. He gives us victory in Christ Jesus. Victory. You know, victory has been won already. And you know what? I'm here to announce to you that the Christian life is a victorious life. It's a winning life. It's a conquering life. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God who gives us victory. It's a present and continuous verb. 
He gives us daily. He won it on the cross for you. But every day, he's giving you that victory. Victory to overcome the world, the systems of the world, the demonic activities of the world. Hallelujah. Everything that is in the world, because of Christ in you, the hope of glory, you have victory. Amen. Hallelujah. And if he's saying that, what do you have to do? The reason why at times we don't experience the victory is that we don't have a victory mentality. You know, Mark Tyson. Some of you don't know. Who is Mike Tyson? No, he doesn't work in Kentucky, you know. Who is Mike Tyson? Somebody tell me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not, I don't like boxing, but my husband likes boxing, so that time when they are watching, I'll be. The guy will come to the ring with an attitude and a mindset of victory. So he starts to intimidate his opponent. And that's how Christians will have to do. No matter what comes in your way. You see, yesterday, when, uh, the, is it yesterday, Friday night, when the women we met, I told them, I said, listen, do you know that at times the devil even know, knows us more than we know ourselves? The devil is afraid of you. But you are afraid of the devil because you don't know that the enemy is afraid of you. We are conquerors. We are victorious. We win all the time because Jesus who is in us is greater than he that is in the world. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. He said anything that is born of God has overcome. Not is going to, but you have overcome the world. Even our faith. So victory means that your faith in Christ will let you go through the challenges and everything, but it will not kill you. If, you know, you are not an overcomer, you won't be sitting here this morning. How many things have you gone through and you are still standing? Do you understand? Because you are a conqueror and you are victorious. And I'll end by saying, what are the benefits? There are numerous benefits, but one of the powerful benefits, if you go home and read Luke chapter 17, it talks about Jesus Christ and the lepers. The lepers came and kneeled down. They worshiped him. Heal us, please. And they were healed. Ten of them going. The Bible says that it's only one who returned back. And Jesus asks a simple question, where are the nine? So you realize that in this congregation we are ten. But where are the nine? If few people are giving thanks, you say, the rest of you, where is my thanksgiving? Where is my acknowledgement? Where is my praise? He asks them, where are the nine? Only one of them. So you realize that multitude of people and at times, the enemy will set our minds on our problems and will forget about the good things God has done. So we don't remember what God has done. We always remember the problems. And let me tell you, they were healed and only one came. But look at what Jesus said to him. He said, your faith has made you whole. The difference between healing and wholeness. Wholeness, nothing broken, nothing missing. All together, when you say something, is it's like you are holding a coconut. And it's not broken. Everything is intact. Healing, you can be healed. Your head, 
but still you have pain on your back. You understand? But the one who came back had the wholeness life. You say your faith has made you whole. When you are a thankful person, your life will be whole it will be before God. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Be a thankful person. And the last, you know, there are so many, but I picked two. The second one is in John chapter 6, where Jesus Christ with the disciples and 5,000 people, it was a feast, and they were coming. And he looked at them, and then, you know, he said, hey, where, how, where would we get bread to feed them? And Andrew, one of them, saying, ah, even if you buy 200 uh, pennies of bread, it will not do anything. So let's just discuss them and let's go. Bible says he knew what to do. And what did he do? They said there is a boy here with five loaves and two fishes. He called them to bring the five loaves, two fishes. But the Bible says that he lifted his head to the father and he said, thank you. And that thank you brought multitude. When you are thankful with small, you attract increase. You attract the supernatural hand of God. At times you think you don't have anything, but trust me, when you appreciate the little that you have, the one bedroom, the single room you are renting, knowing that it's a, 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 a passing through, God will appreciate, you will appreciate God for that. God will give you two bedrooms, three bedrooms. Because those who are in three bedrooms, you didn't see where they started. You understand? At times we look at people, they, oh, Pastor Betty, <laughs> hey, you don't know where I started. Started when we, 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 you marry a pastor who is going to Bible school. We used to cook our peanut soup. Then we didn't have a fridge, so I put water in a bowl. We eat and we leave the rest in. That's where I started. So today when you see me, you don't know my story. So you can never understand my praise. You don't know my story. Well, I was working morning cleaning in the morning, go for my full time. Then when I finish, I go for the evening. So when I leave home 5.30, somebody say, hey, you don't know my story. I started like that because my, my husband was in the Bible school. I had to buy books. I had to do this. But today, I'm not buying books anymore. God bless you.